0: We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Best friends, NRL Adoro, a rugby league podcast that this year is Non Triste per la uh, Fortuna. Now, I know you love your Italian, so you're always across with all of these. It will be unbelievable, and I think it, it probably would be a dream that we're chasing, and um, I just hope we go good. I'm Big TV on and I'm recording these views not on the Ruben Wiki Hotline, but at, at the cloud table <laughs> that is OD's office. How are you, sir?
1: Doing very well, thank you, mate. Uh, yeah, welcome to uh, my humble abode. <laughs> uh the workshop
0: i hope the I hope the fans are coming through because they're uh, blowing a mega in here tell me about, <laughs> tell me anything interesting on the weekend
1: uh mate i wasn't feeling the best had a COVID scare oh shit! But obviously negative so i'm back at work um and uh so i spent a lot of time on the couch and i was watching uh one of my favorite shows meat eater what the hell yeah Stephen ranella he's like a an author hunter philosopher. Oh. Um, just got beautiful perspectives on nature and our place within it. and Yeah, I really enjoyed it. But I uh, but also again, how
0: to eat the meat in that nature.
1: Yeah, yeah. How to harvest it and cook it and yeah, <laughs> right up my alley. So I, um, I binge watch that over the weekend. Yeah, and, okay. How does and, that you know, go with having a partner and a small baby? Um, well, my partner's very uh, understanding yeah. and accommodating. <laughs> um, yeah, she... Uh, she has Rue and, you know, Rue just sits on my lap and, you know, I'm sort of half watching the, the show, half watching her. Um, she gets a few sleeps in, so when that's happening, it's it's go time. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the real focus starts. Yeah. Uh, I've been binge watching the old Sherlock Holmes with Benedict Cumberbatch and that other dude.
1: Is it a movie?
0: No, 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 no. So, it was when um, that guy was making them famous, but it's it was from, like, BBC. It's from, like, the mid... Maybe 2014, 15-ish? Yeah. So like five or six years ago, maybe a bit more. Before Benedict Cumberbatch was famous. This is what makes him famous. Oh, right. And it's on Stan. It's really good. I don't know how the hell I fell into it. No, actually, I do. I was watching The American Office. It made me think about the British office and the guy <laughs> who was Freeman. in that, Martin Freeman. And I was like, oh, I wonder what else he's been in. Oh, he was in that Sherlock show. That wasn't bad. I've never really watched it. I'm going to go and watch it. It's fucking great. Yeah, you obsessed. Yeah. I love it's, that. It's a good one.
1: English shows are the... Other grouse. Yeah, the yeah. BBC really knows how to put together a quality uh, quality offering.
0: I am mildly concerned that they're overplaying their hand because one thing I love about America, uh, no, sorry, British um, shows is that they don't uh, overdo it. Americans love to go three seasons too long. Brits love to pull it probably a season too short. So I don't know which way this is going to go because this is now the third season. Should be right, man. Uh, so I'm hoping that hoping that doesn't fuck itself. I'm sure it'll be fine.
1: If anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer.
0: Uh, speaking of fucking itself. <laughs> <laughs> what a great segment. <coughs> Your Muddy West Tigers versus the land of the long white chip. Now, I had the pleasure of listening to this, car, uh, this game on the drive to Canberra. I went to Canberra this weekend. Um, and so the... The dark, cold abyss that is that freeway it was a perfect setting for me to just stare, stare and not drive the car into an oncoming tree, listening to the amount of, of uh, errors and penalties and, and whatnot. Um, but I'm going to start with this one because it's the uh, uh, alula in the room. <laughs> At Scott Bailey, AWP said, Michael Maguire and the Tigers not happy that Luciano Leleu's appeal for the trial was sent, not sent upstairs. To be checked, labels are ridiculous and a game changer. Hard to argue. And at E R League, everything rugby league also tweeted he was wrong, which is a quote from Annesley on the late Luciano Leilua try. Did you get to watch this game? Did you get to watch that bit? What's your vibe?
1: Yeah, I got to watch uh, most of it. I thought immediately that plenty of other tries had been awarded with that same sort of finger ball grass grounding um, situation, and considering that they check. Absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah. like They're so Czech happy. Um, I can't believe that, even though the ref didn't call for it, surely there's got to be some sort of oversight. Yeah, but the,
0: the thing about it is that I think Ziggy's great. So that's the first thing I want to say. Ziggy, the guy, he's got the longest last name this side of the Baltic. He, um, he's a great referee. He's been coming up through the ranks for ages. He spent so much time in New South Wales Cup. I, I, my personal thing is that he's, he's such a great... Believer in his own ability and hasn't had NRL video refs for the vast majority of his career. So he's watched that scene, he's gone through it, he's gone, no, nah, I've seen this and I'm good and I'm moving on, which is exactly what we want all of our referees. And it's what's exactly put him in the position he's in now. Mm-hmm. He just may have had a very small brain fight in that, hey, dude, you, you can take a breath and just double check this shit mm-hmm. now because you're not, you don't, you're in the big leagues, you get, to, you get to stop and wait. And he was just very confident, and went, no, 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 I'm good. It probably still was 50-50. It would, I reckon we would have watched that replay seventeen times. The bunker would have watched it over and over again, trying to work it out. You said that it would that that's the kind of thing you could see get checked a lot. Did you end up thinking that it was a try? You're still not sure, or
1: um, I, th- I think it was a try. Really? Yeah. I, well, I mean, that's I think I think there's there's enough in it to to benefit the like the attacking team for you know. I know this stuff shouldn't come into it, but such a good play, beautiful kick, mm. hard chase. Um, I think... Such a good bloke, Luciano. Yeah, yeah. Deserves a try. Yeah. Oh, he's just got a great haircut, yeah. so I think he deserves that try. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I mean, if if that, if that we looked at that replay again and it was, you know, not a try, we would have said, wow, Ziggy, get this guy doing origin because mm. that's you want the ref to have those guts to just blow a try and keep the game moving. Mm. But it's when it's such a pivotal moment and it gets analyze so much yeah then it becomes really hard for him so um yeah i, I would have given try but then i also have a soft spot for the tigers <laughs> yeah. so it's hard to hard to take off the uh the orange and black tinted glasses and white don't get us I'm in trouble white, the, um,
0: <laughs> yeah and look i am also c- cannot divorce myself from that perspective too so i know that i'm being um particularly tiger-esque but i feel like i'm a i'm an excellent referee and come that perspective too so I think the poor bloke is going to be kicking himself. Like He's going to be so ravaged with anxiety and guilt and whatever for probably his career. Like This is the kind of stuff. He will never make that mistake again because it will just drive him nuts. Every time he goes to sleep, he'll think about Luciano Lele was shouting, check it, check it, check it. Um, so I feel so bad for the bloke. And we ended up only losing by a try, So that, and it was early in the game, so he, he, Ziggy will be sleeping with that for weeks. So. Yeah. Uh, difficult and, and unlucky. And there were heaps of... I, so as I said, I was listening to this game on the radio. By the time we got to Canberra, uh, it was half halftime. Um, and so I had to watch the rest of it through social media. And from that, we were, it sounded like we were the worst. It was an absolute shit game and we were the worst. Everything was shit. And I was like, oh, fucking hell, the Tigers fuck me. <laughs> um, again, with my family. So the whole car ride, I've got littlest in the back sleeping so I couldn't make any noise at all. And, uh, and then when we get there, I'm having dinner with my nephews and, and everyone again. So I'm just like quietly melting them into my phone but i watched the game later and we were fucking way not as bad as everyone was saying it, it was unlucky there were some errors from both sides but we, we could have we
1: could have won that game with better bounce of the ball with some 50-50 calls just unlucky i think it's so fashionable now to pile onto the tigers A <laughs> so i mean it's easy i think everyone sort of is just following the narrative from last year from that documentary and they're so much more invested in everything that happens mm. in tiger town Um, And I think a lot of people, you know, obviously uh, have their opinions about Madge. um, And I think they want to sort of see some action either, you know, the team turning its fortunes around and Madge being saved or Madge getting, you know, suffering probably some consequences of a a poor start to the season. Yeah. Um, And it's just the drama that people want.
0: Yeah, and I think, the, the as you said, the kind of vogue thing to do at the moment is to like solve the Tiger problem. Like, What are you going to do about the Tigers? What would you do about the Tigers? And even if you're not a Tigers fan, that seems to be like the cool thing to talk about at the moment. Score?
1: Uh, 26,
0: No, nah, 20, no one got to 20. You better look it up. 16 you... to
1: 12. <laughs> Still
0: going. <laughs> 16,
1: 16. Alrighty, here we go.
0: You're losing a point for this, by the way.
1: Yeah, never welcome back. Where is it? Ah, uh, 1612. Yeah. yeah,
0: and so that Luch try, you know, feels even bigger now. Uh, at me underscore DC, this was a to Oh, sorry, he's quote tweeting the West Tigers that said, a nail biter against the Warriors. And he said, this is a toenail biter of a game, a fungus-infected toenail. So that was, the kind of, that was the kind of tweets I was reading going, Jesus, this must have been a terrible game. And look, a lot of a lot of neutrals would still agree that it was a terrible game, but... Not from my perspective. There was the, uh, the daily, no, what are they called? The Hyper Ms. I can't remember who got this game, but they said that the 3-2-1 for the New Zealand Warriors were Aiken, Lodge, and Fanua Blake, which wouldn't be at all the three I would have picked. So I just, I'm still loving the, uh, this crazy Hyper Ms and how different people see the game. Tarmow, Madden, and Gildart were the 3-2-1 for the West Tigers for that game. And I agreed with that. I thought Tarmow was great. Jock Madden... Uh, I thought was good, particularly since he got thrown in quite late. And Gildart, particularly on the... I mean, we said this in week one, on the attacking side of the ball, the guy's a fucking weapon. Those
1: runs down the left, Mm -hmm. woofed. Yeah, very uh, Steve Rogers-esque. Yeah, the swerve. The swerve, yeah. Um, And yeah, big Jimmy scoring the first points of their game. (laughs) How good was that? Um, Real captain's knock.
0: Yeah, and he just looked so invested. One of the biggest things that we kept hearing from people in week two, round two, was how uncaring or dispassionate the Tigers were, was he, every single play, and on the sideline, he's up there roaring at halftime when we almost scored that crazy trial. Oh, actually, we've got to talk about quickly about that. James Thomas on the sideline going crazy. There's one where we make an incredible break. Gildad does the, he does the swerve. He's coming in and out. He dummies and holds himself and keeps running. He eventually passes it to, I think, Mamala or someone on the left-hand side who's, and the pass is just behind him, and the guy's juggling it. And Rhys Walsh, Absolutely. Hits the guy. He's just zoning in on the guy's ribs. It's such a good hit. But the great thing about Reese Walsh in that is that he, he is in that play two or three times. He's the guy who out dummies off. He's the guy who almost tackles somebody else before that and just stays in that play the whole time. Essentially making two, three defensive plays into one play. He's yeah. unreal. At you love point.
1: to see that from a young fella. Yeah. You know, that's sort of a veteran move to just stay alive. <laughs> yeah. not, not make that big effort and be like, all right, well, I've done my bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, to, to cap it all off with that monster hit out the sideline, Yeah. there's nothing better than someone juggling a ball, so their mind's just not on defending themselves <laughs> and at <they're> all. they slowing <laughs> themselves down. And yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, and the other thing, uh, though, was although I thought Madam was fine, at underscore 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 Brad underscore underscore underscore, he said, Dway he throws a cutout to win that game. And um, I can't help believing that way he is, probably the difference. There's only four points, six points. And we looked unlucky in times. He probably turns a bit of that luck. Uh, yeah, we're desperately
1: missing him. I think he definitely steadies the ship and offers a bit of X factor wherever he is, whether he's playing in the halves or at center or fullback. It's just a big body, who knows how to use it. Um, yeah, it's gonna be good when he gets back in, what, six, seven, eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: in time for the finals, <coughs> when we make a big run. The last thing I wanna talk to you about though, is this, because we, we touched on match before. At, at GC underscore Anthony tweeted, you cannot blame Madge for these areas. My God, these players are dumb. And then Simon underscore ill 97s quote tweeted that saying, if you can't blame the coach for the way the team performs, what can you blame him for? Now, both of those were, f- I mean, this is why I love social media is that I agreed with G.C. Anthony. I was like, yeah, I mean, this is hard. This is stupid. But also then read Sam's went, yeah, he's right. This is stupid. So, yeah. And they're both saying the exact same, the exact opposite thing. So where are you falling on that spectrum?
1: Um, I think when you see a Tigers team like the Round 3 Tigers team who cared and had that right attitude, um, I think then, I don't know, you can sort of look to... I guess look to the coach and the structures and not sort of getting the team, like the technical side of the game to the points where they could win it. Um, But then the week before, when you see poor attitude out there, then I would think it's probably more on the players
0: Mm.
1: not busting their ass enough. Um, I think it really depends, but yeah, agree with both. Yeah, (laughs) it's really, It's really hard. (laughs) And that's
0: why it's such a great talking point at the moment because almost everyone's right no matter what they say. Anything else about this game before we move on?
1: Uh, no, just a lot of hope for the future for the Tigers.
0: That's it, buddy. Feet fans versus chicken show money, and how often do we have to hear about this rivalry Carp. We're going to start with at Jubbles 40 I think it's Blith, 244 Really keen for another Chook fan to mention how much better Victor Radley is compared to Cameron Murray. Now, i only put that in because far out that guy had a game. Yeah,
1: what a stud. Oh he's so handsome <laughs> as well. Has he got a kid yet? No, he's got Sticky a partner. of studs, yeah. I've they- seen him out walking and I was walking through, and I was wearing a South shirt, but I had the uh, I had the baby carrier on, so he wouldn't have seen the Rabbitohs logo, but I was like a, an excited puppy. Like, I swear, my tail started going three. Front tail, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In fact, saying that, we had a
0: friend of ours, Palmer, a friend of the pod, Chicken Palmer, he was out the other day in Centennial Park and ran into Boyd Cordner, who was walking his dog, in a New South Wales <laughs> Origin training shirt. Yeah. I found that really weird, hey? Yeah, it yeah. felt like he was... Like, it's almost, almost like asking. Yeah. yeah, I mean, be up to them. Like, if you're Captain Origin and whatever, like, do whatever you want. It feels like... It just felt a bit like, um... I am Boyd Corner. You know, it was almost like a sign going, yeah, you got it right. Come yeah. in and say hi.
1: Um, you've got the most recognisable chin, chin. in the game. Like, <laughs> everyone's going everyone's gonna to know who you are.
0: Anyway, so... D- sorry, I didn't mean to pull us off Cameron Murray while you're pulling yourself off over Camera Murray. The, the, uh... He was so... He is always good. Like, each week we talk about how great he is. Yeah. In this game, though... Because um, you mentioned before, like he um, he's a captain. How much leadership or whatever can he do? Tackling people around people's bootlaces. Well, on in this game, the amount of try-saving tackles he did again, or like just key moment tackles. Well, on top of his normal defensive work, it's just got to be that thing where he's
1: just constantly getting people up for the battle all the time, or something. Yeah, I think people sort of follow along in his way because you just you would be embarrassed to not put in as much as him. He's something else we're so blessed in the comp at the moment with 13s like yeah. Gun 13s mm. like Isaiah Yeo Cameron Murray Victor Radley mm. even players like Nathan Brown he's got that ball playing and um, one of our Tamalolo had some soft hands on the weekend I was just about to say yeah. it, it's, I'm sure we'll get to it later but like some of the balls that he was giving if he brings that into his game consistently those hands as well as just being a beast mm. like he could take the mantle back as the best 13 in the game but uh yeah, it's a great time, and the game has changed towards those guys who link both sides of the field. Um, so I've been I've been loving it, and I love that argument about Radley and Cam Murray because they're they're both guns, but they're both different styles of player. Like Radley's a bit more bit more crazy. Yeah. Um, a bit. Uh, I mean, he's the sort of guy who can inspire with one big hit. Mm. Whereas Cam Murray will inspire by making you know four tackles in one set, and mm. you just go. You know, different style of player will appeal to different people, but they're both weapons.
0: The thing I love most about both of his try or try <coughs> involvements is one of them is he does a dummy and go, and because he's either carrying the ball or passing the ball, I, d- I would never expect him to dummy either, so it was absolutely perfect. And it was on Radley who bought the dummy as well, which is fantastic. But the second one was a crazy kick or the ball went down or some kind of dropout drop problem. I can't remember. Oh, no, it was Tedesco tries to throw a flick pass and it badly timed and it hits the deck. And then instead of just diving on it or back slapping because it was a great thing, he scoops it up has a, has this a presence of mind to go out wide yeah, and hits AJ point. so yeah. smart. Like that yeah. kind of stuff is just that's like football IQ times ten.
1: Yeah, or just even like that ball he took where he set Cody Walker up for his try, and he was like spinning through yes. the line and was like running away, and then just popped it back on the inside, like f- facing Cody Walker. Yeah, and just gave him an untouched run to the line. Like his touches are incredible.
0: Yeah. Um, that's got to be a set play, hey! Like, there's no way that Cody's sweeping and then comes back and onto the inside, runs an undersline line off an offload. Yeah,
1: I mean, you would you'd have to think it would was a set play, but then you've got the guy with probably like the highest natural rugby IQ. Yeah. Or, and a guy who, again, as we said, understands the game. He's They're both were just there, reading it in real time. Possibly, possibly could yeah. happen. If it's going to happen around anyone, it'd be those two. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to also quickly before we talk about um, Adam Reynolds, did you see did you see Cookie looking any better? Because that's the other person with... yeah.
1: Yeah, I definitely thought he'd uh, he had improved. He must have heard the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's often yeah. on the DMs too, man. <laughs> yeah, pulled up his socks. Yeah, I think he um, I think he had a massive game. I don't know if getting benched last week was a catalyst for that. Right. Because he got taken off with the game in the balance, really, um, or if he's you know just sort of turned a little corner or if he just had a little lull um, that was much more the cookie that we remembered and I mean it was like early in the game a lot of running and then sort of from then on he put it in his pocket a little bit but it was always there threatening so the markers couldn't go early they're mm. always sort of sitting there and think just opened up a bit more space for us um, yeah definitely his best game in a while
0: and <coughs> the last one is from AJ AJL247 funny I didn't hear or see much written about South missing Reynolds last night because the Ilias looked okay like he he's still not amazing but he didn't ruin that game and you know you could have as a halfback you're playing well and overplay your hand maybe
1: yeah yeah definitely it's it's one of those influential positions and I think I mean I've I've had sort of raps on him for the things that he does that are very Adam Reynolds-esque, which is basically what you want for him, so he can sort of slot into this team structure. He's digging in deep to the line and then sending that that really like hard angled pass back to you know the man sweeping. Um, I think he's doing that pretty well. Like the balls aren't always as crisp as Reynolds were, but he'll get there. I think defensively, he stands up. Like I don't know how many missed tackles he's he's had, but it wouldn't be many, mm. if any. Because mm. um, the
0: cows exploited that a bit, which we'll get to soon. But yeah, the Adam Reynolds' kicking game was still probably missed a bit by South, but the defensive bit, I agree, Ilias is doing a pretty good job of stop-capping there.
1: Yeah, and I think his kicks, you know, they're, they're good enough to, you know, he's not kicking them out on the full. He's keeping the ball <laughs> the ball in play. Yeah. He might not be landing it, you know, two metres out from the line, which is what I saw Reynolds do against the Cowboys, mm. like some incredible oh, kicks. Corners. Um, but Elias was was dropping it, you know, on the ten. Yeah, you know, it's still it's still a result, still a completed set, still adding pressure. Um, I think he's just going to keep growing into the game, and I think he'll be there for a while. Score? Uh, what twenty six to uh, twenty eight to sixteen? Yeah, twenty eight. You ended up with a bunch of them. <coughs> the that little trell at the end. Oh. How I said we've got to talk about that. We've got to talk about our Jackson Paulo Tane Milne thing Fuck. as well.
0: Because I again when I, I got to do the um, hyper M's for this game and Milne had like still like three or four negative before we before we finished this game. He had one positive. He did some he put on some incredible
1: shot. Massive hit. Yeah. yeah he ran
0: straight out of the line and put a lot of pressure on. In fact, it was weird because he put a lot of pressure on I think it was on the halfback or the or the centre and they didn't take the catch and he was just geed up straight away didn't go and get didn't the ball, the ball up. no just pack slapping <laughs> yeah. they then went and, and said can we go upstairs and check that and the ball goes backwards they get the ball back and so I was just like for all of your big naughty big dog you're get a negative should've, for your. Yeah,
1: should have just <sighs> kept wow. playing the game that bloke I, I think <laughs> I think this game um, is probably a point in your court I think Jackson Paula had a better game than Tane Milne um, just to get that offload around the oh. corner to AJ yeah. to then sent some weird floaty ball to Trell and then watching Trell do the shh yeah. uh, was, was magic. Um, Never seen a bloke
0: jog with such a big body and not get caught? Like the bloke is just... I know he was being chased by Butcher who, who was a second role, but he's got some toe. But he really looks like he's already... He's celebrating on the 50. Yeah, just is. in a saunter through it. Oh, he's yeah. so good. I love him.
1: He's such an athlete. Yeah. Um, Another part about that game that was pretty sweet was Joey Manu scoring his try and doing the exact same ball slam <laughs> as yeah. you know, round 26 last year or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of, lot of stuff in that game yeah. it, to unpack. It was a good one yeah. uh, for South fan anyway.
0: <clears throat> Latro looked great. It took all my effort not to give him um, some points in this one, because I did the three, the three, two, one for the Hyper M's. I gave the Roosters Manu, Kiri, and Tupano. Amanu was in everything. And, and when Tedesco was playing badly, Tedesco just started giving early ball to Manu and he was putting on footwork and looking great. So he pulled them out. Kiri's still looking great. And Tupanura, I thought, was really great defensively. And um, uh, yeah, just defensively. so Murray, I almost gave Murray the 3 2 1, each of them himself. He was just so good. But anyway, he got the three. Colin Matangi was great. And then. Um, Graham ended up getting my other point because he also just said he's been setting the ship. Maybe I accidentally gave it to him just because of how good he's been over three
1: games rather than just this game. But I, I think this game was just like the others. Like he yeah. just does the right thing he's, all the time. He works hard in defence. He had one one miss in, in D, but like yeah, I think he's one of the most underrated centres in the 100%. game. Hundred
0: percent. Kebab stores versus udders. Kebab stores because there's the thousand kebab shops in Brisbane and others because um, they're cowboys and another good. <laughs> <What> a, <laughs> yeah. You'll get it. The uh, at princess underscore hen underscore, we are, uh, why are Channel 9 so surprised? Lolo has ball playing skills. We've seen these skills for a couple of years now. And then at Jack tweeted, I swear they don't even watch teams that don't play on Channel 9 very often. Now, I just wanted to talk about Tamalolo before we talk about how the cows won because he, I mean, we, we touched on it before. He is obviously a beast. Um, doesn't run out and put on massive Defensive shots like Radley. He's more of a Cam Smith. uh, sorry, more of a um, Cam Murray. Cam Murray thinks kind of defender who's in a lot of things. Huge work rate, but not so flashy. And and has been such a like. I'll just take a hit up, carry three or four guys, possibly get an a um, offload, but at the very least. There's, there are two markers here, and then two guys struggling to get back into the defensive line. But like at least two or three times in this game, he puts on points or puts on more meters just because he can go to the line now and then do that hard angle one that you're talking about or that mm. soft um, lead runner pass. Just so good.
1: Yeah, that so flat good to ball to Neem for that try, and Neem ran a great line mm. as well. Mm. Um, I think, I think he's been, I think he's had those skills, but maybe has been told to put them away and just make those metres, get us on the front foot and let other people do that sort of stuff. But when he pulls it out, I think because he's also such a big body and he's such a big alpha dog on the field that he can probably not worry as much about getting levelled so he can focus more on passing at the line and and waiting later to give those passes because he's not going to get put on his ass. Yeah, right. Like like some other smaller um, 13s might. Um, But yeah, good to watch. God, he's... He's I mean,
0: another stud, by the way. I find him so physically attractive. Yeah, what a dude. very handsome guy. Mm. Like,
1: um, built like a brick outhouse. Mm. Mm. Absolutely monster. Um, but yeah, what a... Can he be... I mean, he's, he's also...
0: Now that I've said that thing about Cam Murray, he also seems like such a nice dude. Like, he's never the guy running in or starting anything. He looks like he's always smiling. Are these, are these like the new 2020 footballers where you don't have to be the Victor Radley-like or... or um, Who's that? Who's the... F-
1: Jack um, Hetherington from yeah, the Bulldogs.
0: Yeah, yeah, Or Jordan Rapana. Like you don't uh, have to uh, be crazy to, or Tane Milne, your bloke. You don't have yeah. to be crazy to, to be excellent at this. Yeah. Maybe that's, I mean, maybe they've always been part of the game and I'm only just noticing these two at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, possibly. I think, uh, I have a feeling like they're young. No, I mean, tomorrow is youngish. I think young people are just nicer in general these <laughs> days. I think education is finally working. <laughs> Someone's
0: going to tell us, Mario's going to tell us that Victor Radley and Cam Murray the exact same age and that this point makes no sense, but still.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Maybe <laughs> where they're from.
0: Yeah, maybe yeah. who they play for. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's probably it. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. there's, a, there's a few, yeah, look, I think that's completely bogus yeah. that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's just, just good to have those blokes in the game. They're such an excellent, I mean, I don't want to say role models, but even for me as a human, yeah, I just like seeing that those people can do the job really well, be in a really physical environment and then not have to be like massive blokey hotheads because they've got so much adrenaline.
1: Yeah. I was talking to uh, my friend, the guru, um, about Dan and Kemp and he said, genius guy, great footy player, but n- never really fit in with that, you know, footy culture. Oh. Um, you know, he was into gaming and stuff and, you know, technology and before it was really cool, which has mm. obviously set him on his career path, which is, you know, he's so successful at the moment. But he said uh, that he constantly sort of felt like he was on the outer, he would go home and play World of Warcrafting instead of getting on the beers after yeah. after playing and he sort of felt a little bit of, not isolation, but... Um, just, yeah, he
0: just wasn't one of the boys in inverted commas. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and I think possibly that sort of side of the culture is changing because all society is changing yep. towards that more sort of techy, nerdy yep. um, sort of uh, aspect, and I'm but also football. what it is to be a
0: dude is also probably there's a bigger gamut or a bigger spectrum now. Particularly when football clubs bring in families and stuff like that, it's a lot more okay to be not a, a tough, head a tough, hard beer drinking dude all the time. You can be a you know a caring dad or a lot of different things in front of these guys, and maybe maybe just what it is to be a guy in Australia is changing a bit. Or yep. being more popular. Or, like, the, yeah, you, the idea of what it is is changing.
1: Yep. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And, I, uh, yeah, I think seeing it come through in the rugby league world is, is fantastic.
0: Because but people can't see you, but you've got excellent football shoulders. You've got a football head. It's very bald. You're excellent on the field. I've seen you play. But you're also playing... Um, What's that weird, nerdy, massive nerdy board game? That just Dungeons that and want? Dragons. Yeah, so you're in the exact same thing. You're the denim camp of um, this podcast.
1: Yes, yeah, so. yes, yeah, pretty much. Um, it's I mean, extremely successful. Complex man.
0: <laughs> that's right. Uh, score?
1: Uh, Twenty.
0: Uh, Thirty-eight to twelve. They pumped them. Are the cows Ended legit? Because it was close well, in the first half, but then it just they like, blew them out. Yeah,
1: I think. Um, and what they smoked the Raiders last yeah. week, but then I mean the Raiders had a pretty sweet comeback this this yeah. week.
0: It, but that was the second half thing again, right? Like, the, that Cows canberra game, I think, was close in the first half or close-ish, and then they blew them out in the second half. Yeah. Maybe. What do you reckon? I reckon, this. Yeah, yeah, coaching. Like,
1: the, maybe I've, they have just worked out game plans and they know how to execute them? Yeah. Or? I think maybe a transition year with Peyton. Yeah. Everyone got a little bit, like, everyone had to sort of get on board with what he was doing, and now they're there. Because I thought Peyton did a great job with the Warriors when Me he too. got handed the keys for that, you know, that back end of the season. Who um, got fired?
0: Yeah. Well, something happened, he, yeah. he, had,
1: he had to take over and the Warriors just started playing great footy and you could see that they all really liked him and I thought when the Cowboys signed him, I was looking at their team because they had Michael Morgan then, yep. Tom Alola. I was like, oof, these guys are going to be moving up the ladder pretty quickly. Um, and it didn't happen and everyone sort of, people were calling for Peyton's head and yeah. Um, you know they're starting to, starting to really put some teams away. I think the Broncos won... It will, it'll work itself out, but I think people maybe are expecting more from the Broncos because they beat South in that first round. Maybe they're thinking, oh, are the Broncos a heavyweight? And then they get smoked like that and go, oh, well, maybe the Cowboys are the heavyweights yeah. up there. Um, but yeah, it turned into a shellacking. Yeah,
0: which I kind of liked because um, I, I'm still a person that's happy to watch the Broncos lose. In fact, at Brisbane Broncos, the blue tick tweeted, okay, this really hurts no excuses and I, I thoroughly enjoyed reading that tweet and also it reminds me all the time of how sad it must be to actually be a digi for those people because that person's only job is just to get absolutely smashed by people on social media <laughs> on behalf of the broncos and <laughs> yeah. they just got to tweet that the uh, hyper m's for that for the cows was that uh, nan oh nan and we, you brought you brought it up on um, that softball from tamalaya we ended up I think with a hat-trick so he killed it Holmes, um, Dearden, and it's great to see Dearden as well playing so well against the Broncos. And the Broncos 3-2-1 was Herbie Carrington and Array. Carrington, sorry, Herbie is looking great as well.
1: Yeah, pretty handsome too. Yeah. It? It's been a bit of a theme this podcast, yeah. oh, Herbie. Uh, he's, yeah, he's a pom, didn't wasn't he? Like in the Manchester yeah. United like development team or something like oh, okay. that. And then he's, I think his grandfather His family moved here and he started playing footy. Something we'll have to get the the correct narrative. Someone will tell us, but um, yeah, he's uh, again another center that's sort of his the way he moves is very um, very slippery, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but yeah, uh, what about Val Holmes back to his best? Because
0: there's another slippery run that run that he put on where he's just carving everyone up. They didn't score, unfortunately, because it would have been unreal, but he um, that was excellent. And it was one of those ones where he turned, he'd stepped the person while still. Well, the first person was being stepped by the first step. Do you know what I mean? He, he, he swerves the guy. The guy's trying to turn around. He stepped him again before he's like worked out where he yeah, was the yeah, first time. Yeah. I love those. Yeah,
1: when the, when the back's turned, they <laughs> don't know where to look. <laughs> yeah. They look so helpless.
0: As a big foot bloke who's barely stepped anyone in his life. I love, watching, <laughs> I love watching people do that. He, hopefully, like he was great. He fell off a bit. I, you know, I've got nothing against Val Holmes. I hope he comes back and, and does an absolute job particularly now since he's been off, moved off full-back and it feels like the Cowboys have almost moved away from him a bit, like culturally, he's doing the best he can even just stay in the team.
1: I think centre's the new, the new strike. People are starting to realise that it's really valuable to have an absolute gun. You know, you don't need a try score to be on the wing. You want someone creating for someone who can just finish. Mm. You know, you want someone who gives you uh, more options closer in. Um, like you look at how much Jerry Manu can influence a game from centre, or um, Latrell used to. Home, how mm. Latrell used to do it, and you look at Origin, and you you do it with Turbo and Luttrell, from mm. New South Wales, like the two best players in the comp when they're on their game, mm. um, and and they they make a game change around them just from that position that used to sort of be seen as someone who just wasn't a big, well, they weren't big enough to be a back rower and they're fast, but not fast enough to be a winger. Yeah, you yeah, sort yeah. of just put them in there and they can defend and, and run the ball. Now they're becoming real strike weapons. So yeah. seeing you know guns like Stephen Crichton and stuff out there. Yeah. And Zach or like Or Gagai Mace. last week, we were waxing liquor recall. Yeah.
0: Justin Ollum, oh my God. Scary dude. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees, Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees, Tees. Tipping. My nephews haven't sent it in. Uh, I want to quickly just wax on about you because the uh, tipping con that you and I are in together, you're now coming first. Oof. Number one. I, I can't uh, find out of hasta it. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista, by the way. What a name. Uh, and for anyone playing along, uh, Odin's got 16. So if you've got less than him, you suck, like <laughs> me. But if you haven't, you've got to let us know because he's doing such a great job. Uh, and then Miggs is on 7 with 13. I've only got 12 and I'm 8th, but I'm slightly above Papacanti. And really, I'm just versing those two all the time because I'm not going to touch you at the moment, hopefully. I'm just going to. Well, why don't you tell me if you get your tips in front of you? Yeah, okay, tell me who you like for. Now, nah, do next round. Who do you like for Titans, Tigers? It's obviously Tigers, Sharks, and. Um, no, who have you got the Titans, Tigers?
1: Um, I think. I reckon the Titans will get a rocket put up them, uh, but the Tigers are going to have it. Oof, I think put money on it. That. It's $4. That's yeah. hectic.
0: Uh, how do you feel bunnies are going to go against Panthers?
1: Uh, I think. We will win. I reckon it'll be a tight one. And Ilias kicking a field goal.
0: Oh, wow. Warriors, Broncos.
1: Uh, Bronx to get up.
0: Yeah, me too. Sea Eagles. Oh, by the way, I tipped Panthers. Uh, Sea Eagles, Raiders.
1: Ah, Sea Eagles. Yeah,
0: I think I might change my tip. I had the Raiders. Sea Eagles. Oh, yeah, it's hard. Cows, Roosters. Roosters. Yeah. Storm, Bulldogs. Storm. Yeah, and then Para And there's another game that was incredible over the weekend against the Storm. Uh, para and Dragons. We'll go Para. Yeah, okay, I think I will too. Dragons, they're another one I just can't get a handle on at the moment, they could be good. They I think I be got good. too
1: high on them at the start of the season. Okay. I was looking at their team, I was like, yeah, they're gonna be a sleeper. Um, and they've, they haven't have really done too much. I think Ben Hunt's such a gun. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's surrounded by good players at the moment, they're just not putting it together.
0: And I think so much of their backline's young, that it'll just take some time to just be better. Now before we get on to if there's any other news, um, I do want to quickly tell you the hyper M's at the moment. The number 10 is James Tedesco, he's got 4.81. Number 9, Nicol Nicol Hines, who is actually a good halfback. Like he played really well in a halfback position this round and I'm excited for the 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 Sharks, Sharks. this looks great. Isaiah Yeo's dropped from 1st down to 8th, which is incredible because he's still playing well. Jeremiah Nanai somehow has gone up to six. Wow. Beau Ferma, sorry, he, sorry, he got six points, but Jeremiah is seven. Beau Ferma is six. Jack Whiten's five. He's playing so well for Canberra at the moment. Regan Campbell-Gillard is an absolute, how the hell is that dude all the way up there for Parramatta? That's unreal. He's fourth. Cameron Murray's third. Who He should be up there. Luke Carey, only because I seem to be doing all of his games and I'm obsessed with him when he plays, but it looks thing he's coming second. And Jake Clifford has is first. Now, I'm now I'm starting to think, is this the entire... This has got to be the whole thing. He sent me the whole thing. Jake Clifford's the fucking number one Hyper Ams
1: of the entire thing after yeah. three rounds. And there's daylight yeah. <laughs> like, then, period. big nuts. gap. Everyone else is so close. I'm um, loving that. Would not have picked that.
0: No. I mean, he's, he's played well, and it's been a real surprise for how well he's played, but the fact that he's the best in the comp is a bit crazy. Anyway, it's only three rounds in. Team of the uh, team of the entire thing so far, according to the Hyper Ams, there's fullback Jay, James Tedesco, wingers Tylen May... Herbie Farmerth, Abloch is the center's there. Jake Clifford's a 5'8". Nicole Hines is a halfback. The forward is Regan Campbell-Gillard, which is still making me scratch my head. The hooker is Braley. The uh, second row is Fermor. And the lock is obviously
1: Cameron Murray. Taylor May, Penrith winger. scored three tries this weekend. That's quick. Isn't this his first week playing?
0: (laughs) First or second. Maybe Maybe he's played all the year, actually. I don't know. Hectic. Anyway, it is early. And because of the multipliers, if your team smashes someone and the Knights did put two people away, although they got beaten convincingly, you can get more points. So, uh, If it ends up that Jake Clifford wins the whole thing, then we can tell him the system didn't work. But at the moment, we can just enjoy it. Is there any other news you want to bring up before
1: we go? Um, Something I saw, which I thought will be a good talking point or an interesting talking point, is I saw Paul Kent maybe reported that... yeah. (laughs) you. Yeah. <laughs> but he said that um, apparently the NRLW is getting their first application for a, a trans um, athlete to compete. Oh, okay. Uh, to join a team, so I think that's going to open up a lot of really interesting conversations in in the game. Um, yeah, where they land on that, who knows? Mm. Um, I just know that it's very topical at the moment. Mm. It's in the, it's in the news because of that American swimmer Leah Thomas, um, and she's you know swimming really well. Um, but, yeah, I thought it's something that I, um, yeah, would not have thought would happen this quickly. But it is, and, and we'll see how the game deals with it. Yeah. It's going to be something to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. Well, just quickly on the NRL M, uh, sorry, NRLW as well. The, the whole bunch of changes happened over the whole weekend as well because they're just about to go into the finals next week. Brisbane needed to win by more than 21 to become the minor premiers, and Parramatta just needed to lose by less than 16, which is doable, you'd think. And they got absolutely pumped in their last round, so the Dragons, who were going to come first, ended up not coming first, and Brisbane Broncos continue their insane dominance. And then Parramatta just dropped out of the finals. Anyway, what are you going to do? Luckily for me, the Newcastle Knights, which was my annual W team, didn't win a game this year. So it's good that. Alrighty. Tigers haven't won a game. Newcastle yeah. didn't win a game. You're the mock. Fucking hell. <laughs> what a season. What a start to the year. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous. <laughs> we found the end of another ep for the you legends who listened all the way through. Thank you. We hope you that they always buy whatever dummy you sell. Give the podcast a cheeky five stars. Tell your friends. O.D., you are an absolute pleasure. It's so beautiful to be in your office.
1: Uh, yes, the, uh, the workspace. It's something uh, something I'm still working on, but thank you um, for, for having me.
0: Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials, and we'll talk to you next time. Sports Best Friends.